and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was uh, uh, Zabiah of Beersheba, and Joash done that which was right in the sight of the Lord in all the days of Jehoiada the priest. I'm going to stop right there, and I'll read some more there in a second. Let me give you, let me give you this story in a nutshell here, uh, and you'll know where I'm going here in just a few minutes. Um, there was a king, King Ahaziah, Ahaziah, and um, he um, he came up on the throne. His mother was uh, Abathaliah. Somebody says a little different there, but uh, anyway, this this woman here. It was his mother. He became king. When he became king, he killed all his brothers, and he was uh, a direct descendant of Ahab. And, um, and so it came the time that he passed away. And when he passed away, this uh, Abatha Aaliyah, this woman here, she become very, she rose up in power. She began to uh, do some crazy things. She began to try to, uh, uh, she was a queen. She made herself the queen. And uh, she, uh, she done all kinds of evil things in the sight of God. She took the children of Israel far away from God began to, uh, uh, you know, teach them the evil ways and pull the kingdom in a certain direction. And there was this, um, and when this, when this king died and she become, she become uh, this queen, she had, she had all, all, the, all of her uh, rivals killed, all but one. There was one little boy, Joash, and this, uh, this priest named Jehoiada, he took him in and he hid him. Him and his wife hid this little baby in, in a room as, as this queen was uh, killing all the people around him, her, her trying to, uh, you know, control the atmosphere around her. And uh, all this time, this Jehoda, he was, he was trying to protect this little child, Joash. He protected him. And then uh, for seven long years, this, this uh, wicked woman ruled. And... Uh, and this this priest here, he was really he was really the uh, uh, the one that tried. And finally, this woman woman uh, uh, let me let me back up here. I'm getting confused. And finally, uh, they they decided to put this young man in as king. They brought him forth. If you remember the story, they brought him forth, and they didn't have a big crown. They probably got a little cracker jack. I don't know, whatever, a little crown on his head, and little little boy, and he was just really young here, and I said seven years old, read that, and Jehoiada brought him in and set him up, and he designed it all where it all happened, and all of a sudden, here comes this wicked wicked woman, she's running down through here, and she sees what's going on, she spins to cry out treason, 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 and so they took her and done away, away with her uh, because of all the evil she had done. And so this young man here began to rule, Joash. And just bear with me, it's a long story. I'm missing a whole, skipping a whole bunch of it. But he, he come to power, and, but it wasn't really him ruling. It was this king, Jehoiada, or this priest. And this priest was such a, a good man. And he tried to bring the children of Israel back to God. He, he tried to train this young man up, and he did. And the Bible said Joash grew up, and he, was, uh, he tried to do good things. And, and, uh, but this Jehoiada, he, he began to pr- bring the people's attention back. He began to uh, try to uh, straighten up all the uh, uh, wickedness his queen had done. 
And uh, and so it, it worked. And Jehoiada, he, or, and Joash, when he got big enough, he was so influenced by this Jehoiada that when he when he began to realize what was going on, he got a little older. Boy, he really took a sedative, and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna go a little step further." And uh, he began to uh, he began to uh, purify the temple. He began to rebuild the broken down temple. If you'll remember, he he finally said, uh, called Jehoda. He said, "Hey, why why not we getting we we're rebuilding the temple?" And he said, "Well, the money's slow coming." He said, "Man, get it going. Whatever you got to do, get the money in here. Let's get it going." And so Jehoiada went and built that box and set it outside. You remember that? And put a hole in it, and they began to fill it up. And he brought it in for the king, poured it out, took it back out. Boy, I mean, the money started coming in. This Joash was really, really pumped and pressured. And uh, this influence was so great on his life. And uh, But there come a day to where Jehoiada died. He was 130 years old. They just don't make them like that no more, do they? 130 years old, and he passed away. He passed away. And uh, so, you know, sometimes, let me just start right there, and I'll move on in this just a little bit. You know, Joash, he done so good. And, he, you know, he was so used of God as his influence was so great in his life. And this influence of this godly man influenced him to do so many good things for God. And uh, he was such a such used by God. And, but you know what? The trouble is that don't always last. It don't always last. This, this, uh, this Jehovah, he died. And when he died, trouble began for Joash. Joash, he was great because of Jehoiada. And that power of influence was in him, you know. And, you know, that's, that's so good. I, I want to just say right here, I'm so thankful for godly examples that's been in my life. I had a grandma that was a prayer warrior. had a mother. and dad loved God, you know, just different things in my life. And, and there's ministers. Uh, I remember, uh, uh, you know, one, one man, he, he prophesied on me when, he was a little, when I was a little boy. Later I heard about that, and, he, you know, he talked about how that God had his hand on me. You know, those influences help us, you know. They're, they're good for us. Understand that. And I thank God for all those influences, don't you? I thank God for good influences. And good, good influences can be good things. Um, and, you know, that promote God and promote uh, uh, his kingdom. And, you know, good influences, what I'm saying. You know, and so there's good influences. There's been bad influences in my life, you know, bad influences from good people. It just didn't understand where I was at. Didn't understand what was going on. Didn't understand what was happening. You know, and so they just, uh, boy, you have a lot of fun back there, don't they? <laughs> That's a teenage class, though. Anyway, you know, and just they didn't understand, so I had some bad influence from good people just because they didn't comprehend what was going on. But, you know, thank God for influence, good influence. I really do. And, you know, there's so many things that's happened in our lives that we can equivalent to good influence. And, and you can understand, boy, you're around some places, and, boy, and uh, that, that influence could change. And you're around someone that's not a good influence, and all of a sudden it makes you start questioning everything in life. You, you hear from God. I preached the other night. You can hear from God, and all of a sudden you hear an influence, and, man, it just changes the whole direction of your life. And you're like, man, just the bad influence of people. You know what? Be careful who you hang around. Be careful who imputes uh, in, in, in into your life. 
be careful who who influences you, you know. I've been in a place where, you know, I've talked to men, and, and I try to use drastic examples here, but, you know, you talk to people that others may look up to, and they may tell you they're the best and biggest and baddest in the world, and, you know, and they're just the most spiritual giants in the world. And I've walked away from some of those people and feeling so odd in my spirit, you know. And it's really not what you say. It's what you leave people feeling when you walk away from them. That's what your influence does. You know, everyone has an influence. You have an influence on others. Uh, you know, and whatever, whatever's doing that. The Bible talks about several things of this uh, symbolic to influence that is so great. And one of them is leaven. He talks about how just a little bit of leaven, the leaven of the whole loaf, you know, just a little bit of leaven. And that's symbolic of influence. Influence, just a little bit of bad influence can destroy your confidence in God. Can you destroy your whole? You can pray for hours and get and get to a total mindset with God and have total peace. And boy, they can be just a few words said. And all of a sudden your whole your whole thought pattern begins to crumble. And you begin to scratch and wonder and fret what's going on. You know, just a little bit of influence. And uh and so Thank God for good influence, but, you know, I want to be careful with the influence, you know, because you're going to be an influence yourself. You're going to be an influence on people around you, the way you act, the way you do business, the way you make them feel. You know, I've been around people uh, that's always so skeptic, and, man, the glass is always half empty. You ever been around people like that? Man, for long, it drags you down. It's like, come on, give me some relief, you know. And but that influence will make you feel like you're you question everything around you, and nothing has any stability to it. Just by the tone of their voice, just by the the aroma of their perfume, it can affect and leave oppression on people. So you know you know back to that. Thank God for impressions. Thank God that there is good influences in our lives, and you know we should always treasure those. When we have them. But something happened here in the life of this man. Joash, suddenly Jehovah died. Jehoda, Jehoda died. And when he died, something dramatically began to change in his life. He had always had this power behind him, he had always had this so strong in his life. And uh, it was such, such, such a wonderful thing. Uh, but I want you to read here. Let me just skip down. I'm just reading through this just a little bit. When you get to verse 15, and you find that Jehoiada now is dying, it says he waxed old and was full of days, and when he had died, he was 130 years old when he had died. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings. Wow, that was such a wonderful thing. A priest being buried, it was an honor to a man that lived an awesome life. It was a great influence to people because he had done great uh, good things in Israel, the Bible says, both towards God and towards his house. Now, after the death of Jehoiada came the princes of Je uh, Judah, and uh, uh, and they began to pay uh, homage or uh, uh, ob obeisance, what am I saying here, uh, to the king. And then the king hearkened unto them, and when they left the house of the Lord, our house of God of their fathers and served groves and idols and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem 
And this was their trespasses. So all of a sudden, here comes some change. Here come this, 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 uh, uh, let me, let me just read here. Let me just continue reading. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. There's some good influence there it's living on. Which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Why trespass ye commandments of the Lord, that ye cannot prosper? Because ye have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. You know, what's he saying? You know, you, you're not listening to the Lord no more. You're, you're drawn away with these ideas and said you're listening, you're, you're getting, you know, something's going on here and it's stopping the will of God in your life. It's stopping the power of God in your life. And he said, you're, you're going the wrong direction here. You're going a, a direction you shouldn't go. You're stopping the, the, the anointing here and your light in God and it's going to help you. And all of a sudden, listen to this. Then, and, and they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. Now listen to this. Then Joash, the king, remember not the kindness which Jehoiada, his father, had done to him, but slew his son. When he had died, the Lord looked, and the son said that when he, when he had died, he said, Lord, look upon him and re, require it. Joash, Joash, the very man that had been under the care of this great man, Jehoiada, for so long that he had done great things. He was such a dedicated man, such a dedicated person. All of a sudden, this, this influence dies, and it's gone. All of a sudden, something happens, you know, and, and that, that good influence is, is, is silenced. And, and Joash begins to listen to this counsel, and all of a sudden, he begins to repay this wonderful man by killing his own son, killing his son. Now, his great-grandmother was, uh, was Abathalia, you know, and she, she slew all these things. And all of a sudden, you see something coming back into play here. I want you to know there's something here I believe the Lord wants to show us right here. Sometimes people have such an, uh, a maturity level in their experience with God that when, when people quit telling them what to do, when people quit telling them what to do, all of a sudden their level of spirituality is so low that, that they begin to follow and do bad things, do their own wrong ways. Now, what you saying, there, there is good influence and bad influence, but I want you to realize that God wants to show us that there's a power of influence that has to be broken in our lives. Because if we're not careful, we, we will live our Christian life according to what somebody else says, according to what somebody else thinks about you, according to what someone else says is right or wrong. But you know what? It'll always come down to where God wants to try what he's doing in your heart. He wants to try what's going on in your heart. Woo, hallelujah. Well, I feel the Lord there. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you what, there comes a place in time to where you've got to hear God for yourself. You've got to hear God for yourself. There's so many immature Christians that call themselves Christians in this day. They're nothing but a product of somebody else. Don't you see that? They're nothing but a product. We've got a generation, my generation, 
my generation is almost gone. I was raised up in a, in a wholeness church. And I'm telling you what, my generation is almost gone. And I'm just 43 years old. There's very few of them that I raised up that's even, even trying to go to church. It's even halfway living right. Very few of them. I count them really almost, I don't even know if it'd fill up one hand at the families. But you know what? There comes a time that you've got to get somewhere and hear God for yourself. And you know what? It takes guts. It takes a backbone for someone to walk in the face of, of what everyone tells you and hear for God for yourself. And I want you to see here, that's what happened in this life of this man right here. He was a man that heard the voice of Jehovah every day. And Jehovah said, jump, he jumped. He said, crawl, you crawl. You know, and I'm not belittling uh, uh, this, this wonderful priest whatsoever. But you know what? He was, somehow he failed to teach Joash how he heard God, how he felt God, how he knew what was going on. Woo, hallelujah. And, and so we come to a day where Joash began to, he began to go back to some other influences, some traditional things and some, and you know, that's what he was taught. That's what his grandma done. It's way, and all of a sudden he's re, returning back to slaughter. I want you to know, when you don't hear the voice of God like you should, it causes havoc in our lives. It causes us to do things that, that God's not really pleased with. God doesn't really want us. And so I want you to see this. If all you live on is an outside influences, you're going to be in big, bad trouble eventually. You're going to be in big, bad trouble. And that's the whole philosophy. And I'm, I've been teaching and preaching this since we started this church. And, and God put this in my heart years ago. I'm talking about 10, 12, 15 years ago. Things that, I, that I'm preaching and teaching that I've all I believed for that long. Because God began to put some things in my heart right in the middle of a place where they were saying the opposite. Where they were proclaiming the opposite. And I'd see souls walk in and walk right out the door and never see them again just because they wanted it perfect. I want you to know, we've got to get back to the place in our lives and our experiences where you have a prayer life. And where you begin to seek God, where you, and I want you to know, I just felt so strong to teach this today, and, and I wish everyone was here. And there's a, There is a power of influence that will destroy your confidence in God, that will destroy your fruit in the Spirit of God, that will destroy what God is wanting to do in this last day, that will destroy your confidence in yourself. I'm telling you, and it, it could be a, there is good influences. Thank God I'm not taking away from them. Thank God for good influences. But those good influences will not carry you through. They will not sustain you. They will not help you because that influence will leave and it will be taken away. What are you going to do then? I want you to know there's so many people, their whole life is centered on what they are told, what they are fed you know, and I just want to ask you this morning, who, who is investing in your life? Who is investing in your heart? Who is investing in you? Who is, who is making you think like you think? Who is making you feel like you feel? 
Who is making you do the things you do? Is it God? Is it the Holy Ghost? Or is it people? Or is it people? I want you to know the God is very serious about this. I want you to know, don't let anyone in your life become your idol. Don't let, I'm telling you what, don't let your pastor become your idol. I've taught that here, and I mean it. I'm telling you what, I preach, and I tell you all the time, look past this pulpit. Because, man, there's a failure here in lots of places and been many times in my life. Look past this pulpit. If your religion is not past this pulpit, then you're very, very shallow. You're very, very shallow. Because it don't have nothing to do with the man in the pulpit. It has nothing to do with the God you're serving. And that God's big enough and strong enough and mighty enough to speak to our lives. I'm telling you, you read the Bible, and I'm out of time, and I apologize. But we read the Bible, and I mean to get right here, but... And, you know, you see God in the mighty examples, even in the Old Testament. And, you know, where he, he spoke to the uh, Moses and spoke to the children of Israel, brought them out, brought the plagues, brought them to the Red Sea, brought them through, led them 40 years through the wilderness, preserved them. Their shoes never wore out. And you're saying it's a God not big enough to speak to people? I'm telling you what, you're not, you're, not, you're not even thinking about the same God I'm thinking about. You're not even somehow influences destroyed how big God really is. I'm telling you, there's a lot of fear and a lot of problems going on in our world right now in the religious area. There's a lot of people that's so scared and afraid and what people's going to think about them, what people's going to say. And I'm telling you what, I really don't care what people think about me. I think about what God thinks about me. And you know what? I'm going to answer for Daryl Littleton. I'm not going to answer for Wacey Davis. You know, yeah, being a pastor, I know there's a little different there. I'm talking about as just one of you. I'm not going to answer. I'm going to stand there for me. And God's not going to say, yeah, but I dealt with you this. and Yeah, but God, you understand. Ain't the way they told me. They ain't the way somebody said. I got a phone call, and they said, you better not do that. You better do this. You better do that. You know what God's going to say? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? And Paul won't even listen to your excuse because we are to know better. We are to know better. But I just I feel so prompted to pump that into your heart right there. Not that I'm trying to tell you how to live. I'm showing you Scripture how the influence of this man, when it was taken away, he had no base to stand on. I want you to know you got to get a hold of God in such a way that if somebody, somebody isolated you to an island in the middle of the ocean, you could live for God. And I hope that you'd start a church and win somebody to God. You know? But you'll never do that if you listen to what everybody else tells you. And you'll listen to what everybody else says. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to teach this church something here. And I know I'm going against the grain of the norm in, in a lot of churches. And, you know, they crucify me. But that's okay. I don't care. I look at examples, and I don't want to be like that. I want something different. I want God. I want souls. I want churches full. I want to see people fired up. You know what my purpose is? Ten years from now, to see people sitting here that don't have to hear a message every month on something. Come on now. You're talking about a church that's going to be strong. You're talking about a church that's going to win souls for God. That's the church that's going to win souls for God. Oh, feel the Holy Ghost in his place. 
I'm telling you what, that's where God's pointing us to. That's where God's showing us right there. You know what? We're going to believe God to get us there. But I'm telling you what, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to silence a lot of voices of influence in your life. You know, it's so crazy to me. Man, I can't believe I'm here. I didn't mean to get there. But you know, it's crazy to me that people will hear, hear from people who are so unsuccessful. So unsuccessful. Pastors will want to tell you what to do, and their churches are empty. And their churches are dying. You know what? That's almost like I told Brother Jeff many times. I say, it's just like you going across town and asking somebody, hey, man, how do you run business? And they just file bankruptcy. Come on now. I want, I want God in my heart. Thank God for good influences. I'm not down in grandmas and grandpas that blaze the trail behind me, in front of me. Thank God for it. They taught me how to pray. I had a grandma buddy. She'd pray all night long. She'd fast. She, I think she was fasting the day she died at 97 years old. And they just finally had to say, Grandma, you ain't fasting no more. You got to quit that, little old 80, 90-pound lady. You know what? I got a lot of heritage behind me, but my grandma's gone. My grandma's gone, but my God's alive. I said, my God's alive, and I can still go to the closet and hear what he tells me to say. I can, I can still go to the closet and tell me what he wants me to do. I can still go to the closet and know. Woo, hallelujah. And I'm telling you what, that's what God's wanting this church to be. And I just want to congratulate you and just uh, just build you up in, uh, in compliments how that God, know God's working and I know God's helping you, but I just felt so prompted today to bring this to you. And I want you to realize that there is influences in our lives. I just want you to know, if you're talking to somebody on the phone and they're down in what you're doing and they're down in God speaking to you, you can quit talking to them. You can talk to somebody else. Come on now. I mean, you, I'm serious. There's some places I don't go. There's some things I don't talk to people about because I really don't want to know what they got to say. Because I, when I go to prayer, I hear something different. Hey, I'm telling you what, I've sat under wonderful people, and they tell me one thing, God tell me something else. And I wouldn't be here today. I've told you before, I wouldn't even be preaching today if I'd have listened to that influence. But I had to get to the place that I heard from God. I heard from God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, church, you'll never go wrong. You'll never go wrong listening to the voice of God. Right. Building a relationship with him, it'll carry you through the hard times. Alan, it'll carry you through the hard times, man. I'm telling you, that's for every one of us. It'll, it'll carry you through the hard times. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, could we just lift our hands and worship the Lord?